Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. I am Heather Caro. And good morning. My name is Mike Kidrowski. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We are live on set at the Faith and Business Conference. This is a wonderful conference. I, this is my third conference in four years. We they didn't ha- uh, have the conference last year because of COVID. But this is a great conference, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in Sioux Falls. It's called the... It's called the uh, Faith and Business Conference. Yes, indeed. And so we're so- excited to get started. But before we talk to Joe, who's making himself comfortable, he's joining us for prayer. Are you, Joe? Are you going to join us for prayer? Well, we're doing the novena to St. Monica. That's a good one. It starts today, ends on her feast day. Sound good to you? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. That works. Indeed. That works. So we're going to start today and every morning on Real Presence Live, we're going to have the novena to St. Monica. So today is day one of the the... Novena, if I can spit it out, that would be great. Um, So, St. Monica is known, um, she's the patroness of troubled parents, battered wives, despondent mothers, widows, and alcoholics. Her feast day celebrated August 27th. She has a great story. She's one of my all-time favorite saints, St. Monica. Uh, had uh, a son called Augustine, now mm-hmm. a doctor of the church. Uh, she prayed for him for years and years and years. Uh, he followed, uh, Augustine followed his pagan father's example. And so uh, uh, Monica, his mother, prayed for him for years and years, fasted, prayed, and uh, lo and behold, a conversion happened and became a doctor of the church. What yeah. a great story. Anything can happen. Well, you know, that just goes to show the power of a mother's prayer. Amen. Incredible. Amen. Well, let's begin. In the name of the Father and the, the Son, Son and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Today we pray for all God's people currently absent from our home. May the Holy Spirit open their ears and hearts so that they may hear this invitation to come home. Exemplary mother of the great Augustine, you perseveringly persuaded your wayward son, not with wild threats, but with a prayerful cry to heaven. Intercede for all the mothers in our day so that they may learn to draw their children to God. Teach us to remain close to all God's children, even the prodigal sons and daughters who have sadly gone astray. Dear St. Monica, troubled wife and mother, Many sorrows pierced your heart during your lifetime, yet you never despaired or lost faith. With confidence, persistence, and profound faith, you prayed daily for the conversion of your beloved husband and your beloved son, Augustine. Grant me that same fortitude, patience, and trust in the Lord. Intercede for me, dear St. Monica, that God may favorably hear my plea for those for whom I am praying. Grant me the grace to accept his will in all things, 
Through Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Hail Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and And to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Monica, pray for us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Awesome, Joe. Good, good way to awesome, start our Heather. day. Indeed. All right, so we are here broadcasting live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we've got Joe Rutten, the one and only, on the air with us. Joe? Here, here. Welcome. <laughs> Get out of this town. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> I think John would disagree. <laughs> so, very... How we doing, everybody? We're doing good. Good, Joe. There, is that better? It's good to be in Sioux Falls, Joe. You know, what a, what a uh, great Catholic community uh, there is in Sioux Falls. A lot of great things going, in, going on with your Catholic schools. This uh, uh, faith and business conference going on in uh, Sioux Falls. Uh, your... Uh, Businessmen's uh, fraternity, Catholic businessmen's fraternity, right. uh, just some great things going on in Sioux Falls. Just a, just exemplary for other communities. Well, Mike, when I was in seminary twenty years ago, my goodness, it's been a few years. It's kind of weird to think about. <laughs> um, they called us the Catholic Disneyland. Ah, Why? and so uh, I went to school up at St. Thomas, up St. John Vianney Seminary in St. Paul, and you know we had probably about twenty-five dioceses that would send guys there from all over the Midwest and even Alaska. Uh-huh. Um, and and uh, you know I think it was because our people took so such good care of us. Uh, we we always got letters from school children and from parents, and uh-huh. maybe even a gift card to Shields to. Go get a you know pair of shorts or you know yeah. like I got golf shoes one summer. I'm like I got a go- what do I do with a hundred dollars to shields? I went and bought golf shoes. Yeah. You know, good for but you. just that idea that says your people are attentive to you, or they're present to you. It's 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 prayer, right? So they're on the back end praying for you, but they're Indeed. also present to you in mater- materially. And so Sioux Falls as kind of the epicenter little community here of our diocese. You know, we just have a lot of a solid foundation. I always say we're healthy people. I mean, we're all crazy, but 
uh, a little bit crazy. <laughs> but we're we're healthy people. We're not we're not off our rocker too much. And when it comes to the faith, we still have a deep seated faith in us that mm. is we're a people of prayer. We're a people of mercy. Like you know, I've been thinking a little bit about mercy. Like where's the mercy today? Mm. Um, you know, and how can we expect people to be merciful of us if we're not merciful of them? And these types of principles. Well, this is this is what we. You know, this is what we're preached in the pews. This is what's taught in the schools. This is what our, our parents raised us with, is these deep faith principles in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, we're just lucky to look around and say, hey, uh, we're responsible for this, though, the gift that we've been given. Right. And so what are we doing to help this continue to, to, to be a place where the Lord's kingdom is, is present and preached? And so, you know, a number of years ago, we had an idea, hey, business is a pretty... Uh, <clears throat> pretty influential and important uh, aspect to human communities. And what if we created a space for a dialogue between faith and business mm-hmm. in, the, in the community? Um, we have a strong business community. They're very, very philanthropic. And maybe they're also sitting in the pews with us, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, maybe uh, they'd be interested in having this conversation about the relationship between faith and business. Uh, about six years ago or so, we kicked this thing off. And uh, yeah, so... We canceled last year because of COVID, but this year we're back at it for the 6th Annual Faith and Business Conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it draws people from all over. It's not just the Sioux Falls community, and it's from different faiths. It's men and women. It's like a huge group. We have a large group from Real Presence Radio coming to be part of today. Yeah, they come from, from all over. All over. Right. I, I We've, uh, we uh, even had hungry. from your neck of the woods up up north, uh, one year we had a private jet flying with a crew of business leaders from Fargo. No uh, kidding. Wh- whoever owned the jet must have had to been back, you know, yeah. before they couldn't uh, risk the three-hour uh, trip. So, But yeah, they jumped in a jet and came down. But, you know, that's the priority that somebody in the community Indeed. had. Right. That, you know, they, they, you know, they probably jump on the plane and go a number of places for business, but they thought, I want to get my folks down, down there to that conference, see what they got going on so that we can talk about, hey, how does faith help us do this business better? Well, one of the things that I like to hear you talk about, Joe, and if you would just tr- briefly touch on it, is money isn't bad. Right. Yeah, this is... Uh, you know, there's an interesting relationship between the church and business, I, I found. When I was in seminary, we raised just a boatload of money from the business community f- to, to redo our cathedral, restore our cathedral, to build a monastery, to mm. just, yes. who, you, who knows? I mean, it's amazing the things that, that the business community has done with their wealth. And I thought, you know, um, how come it is, though, that there isn't really a dialogue between the presbyterate and maybe the bishop or the diocese, the theologians, and the business community about business and about the good of business. The good business does. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you. It's not a ton, but I've sat in the pew a few times and listened to a homily or two, and the priest uses the business person as the evil side of the coin. Right. You know, like right. the, the noble teacher and nurse, but, you know, the business leader... You know, you better keep your eye on them, you know. Like, <laughs> and, and, and so it's this tenuous relationship, right? They they know that they desire and need and that they're doing good with their money, but they're not always comfortable with whether or not the wealth in and of itself is good or the means by which they attained it. And so that's what this business conference is for. And that's why it's a large, it's not just Catholics. It's not just, it's men, women, anybody that's interested in mm-hmm. what work 
is, what business is, and how it supports and creates human flourishing in our communities so that we can have a place of dialogue where we break down these barriers and we help the church understand the good of business and we help business understand the religious spiritual dimension to their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much to be done. So much to even take this, for instance. And, you know, I was trained in this stuff and I never, I was trained in the seminary and I never received this. But the fundamental principle of Catholic social teaching is dignity of persons. Mm-hmm. That we're all created in the imago dei. Those are like the first Latin words I, I learned and they're like still the only two I know. <laughs> imago dei. Image of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're created in the image of God and therefore we have this special dignity. Right? It's, it's yeah. an elevated no, nobility. We're, we're different than the rest of creation. And it's because we're created in the image of God. And so I've always been taught that we had dignity, but I've never really been taught a lot more about that. We're supposed to treat people with respect because of it. But What does that look like? If God is a creator God, and I'm created in his image then am I not a creator as well? And this is the teaching of the church, that we are co-creators. We participate with God in the creation of human flourishing. That's what business is. Mm -hmm. Business takes the goods of the earth, and through the mind, the heart, and the hands, human persons use... Put together these goods and services in a manner that they can be put at service to human communities. So we either have. So then the question becomes: Are the goods that we're making good, mm-hmm. in the process by which we're making them good, mm-hmm. and are the services that we're offering good? Right. Well, if that's true, then whatever happens in relationship to an exchange in a market economy, if it creates wealth. That's a sign that the work, it, the thing is good. I mean, nobody walks out and looks at a tree and says, man, look at all those oranges on that tree. It must be a terrible tree. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like, dang, look at those apples, man. That's a great tree. Yeah. Every year it does this. Thing. Yeah. But we don't always look at business this way and say, oh, if it's creating wealth, then it's doing what it ought to be doing. Now, we would say you have to examine that because it can be done inappropriately. It can be done in a way that isn't noble. Yeah, if you're just joining us folks, we are broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're at the uh, Faith and Business Conference site at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls, and uh, we're visiting with Joe Rutten. Joe is the Assistant Professor of Theology at uh, Mount Marty University, Uh, and thank you for joining us today, Joe. Absolutely. And uh, Joe, what is your role here Today, uh, I, I, not to screw it up. <laughs> okay, your role. Such a big job, your, Joe. your role here today at the Faith and Business Conference. You you come uh, to us oh, today, at, it, it, Mike. Yeah. If you're listening, right, people out there listening, I'm the, one of the three-headed monsters of Rutten Radio, and my brothers sometimes shake their head at me like they're like, Joe, why do you say this stuff? Well, I don't know because I'm not the priest. I, I don't have a collar on. Maybe I, you know, it's like I can say it. Yeah. Uh, my wife does the same, but uh, Mike, my responsibility here is I'm ex- so the conference was was started by 
a Catholic men's business fraternity. There you go. There you so go. we have this CMBF, the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity in Sioux Falls. It was started eight years ago to help men connect to faith through work. There you go. So that organization started this Faith and Business Conference. I'm the executive director of that organization. And... I have some responsibility and oversight then of this initiative, okay. although I'm the MC of the event. I stay away from the behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, Joe. Are you going to stick with us? I'll stick with you. Absolutely. Okay. All this right. is fun. All right. All right. So if Eli has a break ready for us, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, more with Joe Rutten and the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Mike Kidrowski. And we're broadcasting today from the Faith and Business Conference, which is being held here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're talking with Joe Rutten. He is one of the main dudes behind the faith and business conference so let's talk about this year right. the theme and the who theme some of the, the guests year. this year yeah so what we've done is just kind of broadly taken a theme that then every year we can kind of work around but generally speaking our theme is taking sunday into monday how can we uh the church tells us that one of the biggest challenges with business 
business leaders is the divided life. Mm -hmm. That we fail to bring the reality of our faith into the experiences and practices of our business. And this creates a lot of problems. Um, and so our goal is simply to propose to the business community an integrated life that that they would not see it as a separate that what they do on sunday um ought to impact and influence what they do on monday right and so that's the overall broad theme um and this year we're going to focus on uh the individual and the team so so the first speaker andreas widmer outstanding speaker. He's just one of those people that you could listen to all day long. Mm -hmm. Professor at CUA, wrote a book called The Pope and the CEO, has another one coming out on the art of principled entrepreneurship. He's going to talk um, about the Imago Dei. So he'll, he'll kick it off by helping us understand who the human person is as a creature that's created in the image of this God that's given this capacity to work nobly and to do great things sure. uh, as, as a person. And so Andreas will kick it off. Then in the middle, we've got a local company, a Click Rain. They're a, one of the fastest, or like one of the most respected digital online marketing companies oh. in the Midwest, really, but, but Sioux Falls for sure. Uh -huh. uh, three of their uh, leadership is going to come. They have a faith, family, work, um, culture in that order. They're intentional about their their company being wow. faith family work Wonderful. and so we're going to have a conversation a little Great. panel that i'll lead and sit down and say hey what does this mean what does this look like uh so we have a great conversation with a panel in the middle of the conference and then the keynote at the end wrapping it up is matt burke super bowl champion uh, with the baltimore ravens spent many years in the midwest here with the minnesota vikings harvard graduate wow. uh just a, a great guy is in now gotten into education and um, just really is doing a lot of great stuff. So he's going to keynote it, and he'll wrap it up with a talk called um, uh, "What Makes Teams Great." How do how do how does faith a faith perspective make work teams better? Hmm. So we're going to take it from the person to the practical application of what a faith workplace look, environment looks like, and then have Matt wrap it up with uh, how do faith principles and practices make it. teams great. I love it. Great yeah. lineup for today. Excellent. A-plus lineup, Joe. A-plus. So, uh, And you know it's good stuff when Mike's taking notes. Yeah, Mike's over there like one of my <laughs> students. I'm like, Mike, well, I need to have you in class. My students don't even take notes this good. You know, this is, uh, this is good stuff, uh, Joe. Uh, you know, I, you know how many are listening out there that uh, always in their heart saying, "How can I move my faith into business? How how do I do that?" Uh, you know what I learned, what I learned through my faith. You know how can I incorporate that in my daily business life? Uh, you know, obviously, if you're a manager or a CEO, uh, well, this is what we're going to do, and, right. it's, and it's a little easier. But if you're uh, not a manager, not a CEO, how can I bring my faith into the workforce? Yeah, this is a great question. There's two ways that I look at this, Mike. Um, there's the uh, maybe intentional expression of faith there in the go. workplace. That is putting a cross or crucifix up in the office, maybe having prayer before a meeting, uh, maybe permitting a Bible study before or during lunch or something like that at the office. And that's one perspective, and that's good, and, and some people can do that. Um, 
either because their leadership permits it or because you know they just they're in charge or something. Uh, and so that's one aspect. There's another aspect though that everybody can do, and that is to integrate faith principles into their professional practice. The church has a body of doctrine called Catholic social teaching, and this body of doctrine. Different in kind, I think you might say, from our uh, dogmatic kind of teachings of, say, the Assumption or the Eucharist or uh, the, the things that specifically are held true by Catholics. The church's social teaching is Catholic because we put it together into a coherent body of doctrine, particularly starting with Leo XIII and the end of the 1800s, and for the last 100, 120 years, the church every 10 years or so has come out, comes out with a social encyclical. Okay. Uh, Laudato Si, I think, might have been the last one by Pope Francis on the environment. Well, what the church is doing here is it's offering to human community principles of human flourishing that are uh, that are accessible to all people based upon our nature. So, dignity of persons is the first one. You don't have to be Catholic to believe in the dignity of people. Right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can believe in the dignity of people. Um, solidarity. And solidarity is the principle of human family, that we're a part of an interconnected uh, body that we... We call each other one family. We're all brothers and sisters. And, and so from that principle of solidarity also says when one of your brothers and sisters is down and out, you should be particularly attentive to that person. Mm-hmm. And that's called preferential option for the poor and vulnerable. And so if you have somebody at the office that's sick or somebody that has a baby or something like this, what do you do? You send them a plant or, you know, somebody's loved one dies or well, that's a principled practice that our faith, our Catholic social teaching would say, you can do this as a way to make business better, to instill deeper meaning in it, right? And then work transforms you. You become somebody different. You become more noble. You become more virtuous. You become a person of character because your business practice is principled. Yeah. So those two ways are options. One or both might be a way a person well, could and I, integrate. I love thinking in this aspect of it because I think so many times when people say, are you taking Sunday into Monday? They're like, what am I supposed to break out my rosary right, and pray right, right. in the middle May, of the day? Maybe. I'm not opposed <laughs> to that. Or maybe in your mind you are doing that. You but know. I do know that our social teaching, the church's perspective on business, does believe Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that we were all created with a purpose. We were all cl- created for a plan, and that plan has a hope. Oh, all right, does that plan end when I go to work on Monday morning? Or might what I'm doing on Monday morning actually be a part of that greater plan and purpose yes. that God has instilled in me at my birth, yeah. at my creation? And so when I go to work, is my work contributing to God's will? To God's greater purpose. And boy, I think that's a pretty cool thing when you look at work that way and you say, maybe there's something more than just the bottom line right. to my work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, Joe, I was just thinking while you were talking that in, in I myself, every day, I have to remind myself, God, I am your humble, humble, unworthy servant. I'm here to serve. Right. Uh, if I keep reminding myself of that. I step into my workday 
in that sense that I am here to serve you, God. Make me aware of what you want me to do. And what you mentioned of, you know, if, if there is somebody sick, yeah. hurt, struggling, uh, you know, your heart needs to go out to those folks. That's the, what did you call that? That's the... the, the Solidarity. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, principled practice, right? Yeah. That's being a principled person that treats people like Christ. There you go. And that is what I look at and say, the question becomes, where does Jesus fit into this? For the Christian, Jesus is the, is the animating spirit that actually makes the transformation happen, mm. right? That makes the servant leadership possible, right? Of, of human, human aid, we can do a pretty good job, but we don't come anywhere near what the Lord desires of us and yeah. what the Lord makes possible for us. So for the Christian business leader, we can look at business as servant opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We can go and say, how am I serving my brothers and sisters? And it might be as a, you might be an, uh, an oncologist or you might be an eye doctor. Maybe you're making glasses for people, but what a great gift that is. That is a service to, to look at, look at three of y'all. Y'all got glasses, right? Or two, I need a toupee actually. So if you're out there making toupees, you know, you could serve me by help anyway point being business is a service industry right we're creating goods and good good goods good services and we're putting them uh at the at the service of community so that other people can flourish yeah good job joe I, uh, that's what i was getting at is the servant leadership yeah and uh you know uh, imitating christ and how uh how that can be incorporated into your everyday life uh family uh business and so uh yeah, thank you for And for this that. is an interior journey here, Mike. This really dives into our mind and our heart. Mm-hmm. Then I got to examine my purpose, my my what am I doing here? Is this about me? Am I prideful? Wow. Am I angry? Am I envious? Am I what am I doing here, right? And so then all of a sudden we get on this interior journey, and that's a spiritual journey, and that's where the Lord can take us here. And then all of a sudden you get brothers and sisters around like others that are going to be here today and then together as a community we get to talk about this and dialogue about these faith principles and business practices and then encourage one another to take that interior journey together and say, all right, what, what maybe keeps me from doing business maybe a more noble way? Or, right. or am I doing business a more noble way, but the Lord's calling me to, to steward my wealth and resources differently? Right. Or um, how's, what's the Lord calling me to do just today yeah. so that I can serve him and like Christ be a servant to others? Joe, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy morning to sit down and chat with us. Well, I'm telling you, it's, this is fantastic. I'm so glad you guys are all here. Yeah. This partnership is great, and uh, we look forward to just continuing to find any way we can help uh, Catholic radio across the United States because we know that it's a win-win relationship. Right? Us being, you being able to promote and, and tell other people about this faith and business conference, we'd love to have listeners out there come next year Amen. for our conference. All right. Glad to be of service, Jill. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jeff Jones is going to be in the hot seat talking about the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. So we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 